Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Hi, this is the bad boy, Joey Janelle, and you're listening to the Going In Raw podcast. Joey Janelle always goes in. This is the American Nightmare, Cody Rhodes, and you are listening to Going In Raw. Hey everyone, Kenny Omega here. In case you didn't know, we have an awesome kick butt show called Stephen Larson's Going In Raw, and they're going to be supporting AEW every week amongst many other things. Goodbye and smooch. Good night. Bye-bye. Hey, Brendo, Steve here. And Larson. And welcome back to Going In Raw, the only pro wrestling podcast you need to be listening to right here at youtube.com forward slash Steve and Larson and available wherever podcasts can be found. Be sure to hit that subscribe button and the notify bell. Make sure you always get your new Going In Raw notifications. We're also available on the Patreon at patreon.com. We have got three different ways now, Larson, three Three. ways to enjoy our bonus content, man, we do bonus content five times a week. Uh, on Fridays, we put up vintage. You can't find thank thanks to corporate mergers and acquisitions. You yeah. can't find vintage ten for the wins anymore, except through the Friendo Club. And Correct. how do you get access to Friendo Club? Three Money. ways, Larson. Name the first. Uh, Patreon. You get in $5 or up tier, you get the bonus content. Also, Twitch subs, even if it's uh, uh, like the free Twitch Prime sub, any Twitch sub gets you bonus content, all five Correct. episodes of bonus content. And, of course, YouTube channel members. we got a bunch of new YouTube channel members, Larson. Can you we read do. I got names, right here uh, Joshua Montano, Ryan Chad, Shinobi Cyan, Matthew Auday, Auday every day. Auday every day. And Chris Benway, thank you all very, very much. We have some new patrons <clears throat> patrons as well. Evan Parkhouse, Brian J. from Monterey Bay, uh, Matt Doolittle. Uh, we mentioned Matt Doolittle the other day. I, I suggested Correct. that maybe he become a, uh, a, a PhD. Mm. That'd be great. Why, what, you're going to say, no, don't be a doctor? That'd be no, great. you want, no, I mean, if that's what he wants to do, it's fine, but you oh, yeah. sh- you should, it's not worthy of suggestion just so he, you could refer to him as Dr. Doolittle. Oh, yeah. Uh, not, poops on you. Not on you, Larson, but that's a new uh, sub we have here on Twitch. Uh, Chef Chelios, 
Thank you very much. Uh, so, yeah, there you go. Good stuff. And then I think we have some like, oh, your boss from work also subbed. Thank you for Thank that. You. Thank you very much. Uh, subs sometimes are a bit more difficult to shout out at the head of the show because I have to do like scrolling and stuff. Yeah, there's not like a, a easy place to find all that stuff like there is for YouTube channel. I'm sure there is. It's more like I haven't. I, I don't know how. <laughs> yeah, we don't know Twitch very well. <laughs> we try. We try. Anyways. Uh, so, yeah. Thank you, everybody, for your thank support. You, thank I really you, thank appreciate you, thank it. Thank you very much. Um, so, uh, moving on. Uh, AEW. Uh, another one in the back. Uh, I thought this was a pretty solid episode, man. Yeah, it was a fun episode. There was some storytelling, some uh, uh, storyline advancement. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bubbly Butch was pretty funny picking out all the cameos in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was fun. That was good uh, stuff. That tag match was a lot of fun. Let's talk about uh, uh, that Rick Lance Baker Archer was great again. Oh, man, he's great. So we have the finals set for the TNT title tournament. Yeah, it's totally what we expected, but that doesn't mean we're disappointed in it. Yeah, and, uh, and here's the thing. Uh, I, I had suggested, and, and you agreed, that on our preview today from News Brief, that uh, that this match be a violent one. You even said there needs to be blood, and there was blood. There yeah. was blood. It was violent. I thought that Dustin got a bit too much offense in for my liking for what I thought. But like that, they made the point, especially Jericho hammered home the point that Archer really wasn't breaking a sweat much. Like he accepted a bit, a bit of offense. He took the turnbuckle, kicking him in the balls thing. But uh, he but, got right back up. But he got right back up. He basically no sold everything. And he didn't. He was never in danger at all. Like the really the only question here was just how bad Dustin was gonna you know eat this violence, and he ate it yes. pretty bad. Yeah, they were they uh, were threatening I'm, to throw in the white towel there. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be nitpicky, and I wish they did something uh, a little bit different, and even more violent for the finish. So the finish saw uh, Lance Archer pretty much put uh, the iron claw on Dustin and ram his head into the mat a couple you know like four or five times. And then cover him with his shin across his chest and get the pinfall that way. Yeah. What if what if he did the iron claw and just kept on slamming his head into the mat until like Aubrey Edwards said enough? While yeah. Cody's yeah. Standing there, he's just staring at Cody the whole time. That'll be great. That's one thing. That's one thing that I felt uh, to get Nick nitpicky also that could have been emphasized more. So I like your idea, but also I felt we needed a camera on Cody, like a close up to to, to show us how concerned he was with all this violence that was happening. And instead it was, it was there. They were cutting between the hard cam, which Cody's back was towards. And then uh, like uh, one of the other cams at ringside, which was just focused on the action in the ring. So he didn't mm-hmm. really get a good, but I think you really want to emphasize. And there's still three weeks. It was about a month almost. Yeah, it was almost a month before double or nothing before this match is going to go down. So I'm sure there's going to be plenty of stuff between oh, yeah. Cody, but for this moment, you know, his older brother who he looks up to and considers a legend and all this and that and, you know, tag with and the W, uh, you know, this is his guy. Mm-hmm. And to see the reaction on his face as he's like, you know, just being violently annihilated, his head is being yeah. rammed in the mat. I yeah. wanted to see that. That being said, I thought this was, you know, on paper anyways, and 80 percent of the execution was uh, was pretty damn well done, and uh, Lance yeah. Archer comes off as a, as a star and a monster, and uh, he's totally winning that title. Oh, and yeah. he's Cody loves to bleed, and this is a double or nothing. Oh, he man. is gonna get eviscerated. Yeah, he is. He's gonna be he's gonna be just covered in his own uh, his own blood. It's yeah. gonna be a lot too. I want it to be unsettling because they've also made a point of giving Cody all these wins, and he keeps on reiterating. 
his story is I can't challenge for the world title, but I'm number one in the rankings. Well, guess what, buddy boy? That's going to mean dick all once you get once Lance Archer gets his hands on you. Yeah, he, he like rips a hole in your head, basically. <laughs> exactly. It's going to be something else. Uh, the kind of the weak point of the show, as far as I'm concerned, was uh, uh was Mox's promo. <laughs> what? Did I? Yes, you're exactly right, dude. Okay, can we bring this point up here? Because I I kind of feel the same way with. Not 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 to the extent, maybe, but AEW is not some magical potion that's all of a no, sudden going to take not. somebody that was one thing in WWE and, cre- and create pure gold out of them. I think they've done a hell of a job with Sean Spears. I mm-hmm. think Sean Spears is one of the guys, in terms of how much he's grown or how much of a difference there is between the two of them. But like even like with, with Brody Lee, even... I don't see as much as maybe I thought I was expecting to see. Uh, at least in his in-ring work, yeah. I mean, like his mannerisms are more or less the same in-ring as they were as Luke Harper. Promo stuff aside, but that's a completely different character. He's doing the that's promo true. stuff. But, like, if you'd stuck a funny-looking hat on his head, <laughs> this could have been a WB promo. It's just Dean Ambrose! It's yeah, just it Dean Ambrose. Ambrose. It was pre-Dean Ambrose. And the, was- the, the funny thing is... Is that in WWE it was so amplified once he was champion because all eyes are on him, the spotlights on him. Okay, what's he gonna do with the title? And it's the same thing here in AEW. He's got the title now, yeah. and what do we get? Just sort of Dean Ambrose. We get him, you know, saying, "Hey, go, you know, great advice. Go visit your local uh, 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 restaurants to get takeout and call your grandma." Yeah, yeah. Look, I mean, look at me. Look at me. Look at me. Look what I'm saying. Call your grandma. That is the most Vince line I've heard. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Yeah. That was kind of, I mean, it, like the setting was nice. And sure, the delivery was all right. But just the content of it. Mm. He was trying to be all inspirational. I don't feel like Mock should be inspirational. Yeah, no, I know. I know. I know. So, uh, yeah. Eh, it is what it is. Uh, yeah. I mean, again, it's 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 less than ideal conditions for for everybody right now, obviously. Um, and certain the people who are wrestling at the uh, you know with the with the actual crew, they have the benefit of interaction of direction. We don't even know, you know. I, I they just put him on here because like, hey, we need to do something. But mm-hmm. yeah, I do feel like him. I don't know. So like, when Darby Allen delivers one of his video promos. They're always really, really well done, right? And they're so in line with who he is as a character and his presentation. Yeah. yeah. Mox was like peak Mox with either the Death Rider reveal video or that Prison Break video, which itself was still kind of cheesy. That was cheesy. But this, even the setting could have been fine, but like have him deliver some of the fire that we've seen he can deliver. Well, here's the thing, this too. Was like aimless. The, setting, the, the, the setting looked great, but it had nothing to do with anything he was saying. That's true. That's true. Now, if the setting, which is like, I don't know, like some uh, 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 tore up, I don't know, like an old building, a lot of graffiti on it, if that was used as a metaphor for something, if there was something more to it than just, uh, hey, this is an interesting looking locale we could use for this promo, you know, that's something. That's something to work with. But imagine he's just out driving in his truck through the desert. He lives in Vegas, I think somewhere out there, sees it, makes a mental note, 
if I got to do a promo, I'm going to do it from here. Oh, I got a promo to do. I'm just going to do it from here. Uh-huh, yeah. Yeah, that could that could be. That could be. I mean, it I thought that it had to I thought that it had I mean, you're right. It didn't have anything to do with what he said. I don't know. Yeah, I thought it could have been I thought it could have been better. I mean, dude, even the setup, even when they teased it, Mox has something to say. We all come on, man. We both knew we both knew this was going to be <laughs> aimless. Aimless. His best his best work has been with Shooter in New Japan. That's his best work. Oh, I agree. Like- I agree totally because it's it's something very specific and yeah. it's something that's fun, something that he can really play with. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, look, man, not, a, not there's it's very few wrestlers. Jericho is one of them who can take nothing and make something really good out of it. Out of it, Mox isn't one of those guys. He just isn't, and it's it's rare that you that anybody is. You need yeah, something. I know, I know. I know. Uh, he's, he's one of those guys. Like on paper, he he, he should have it all. Mm-hmm. Somehow the ingredients just now, and I thought at first it was a WWE thing. I mean, people really like him, and you know, he 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 does do cool stuff. He does have good matches. He does have good promos. It doesn't feel like it's consistently across the board really great, though. Um, no, he, you know, like I said, I think that he just, you know, it's kind of like, okay, so like Cody, just yeah. like a regular Cody match. I, but Cody, because maybe because of the EVP. He always gives himself like ever since he got ever since he started doing AEW ever since even before AEW ever since he's left WWE he's always made sure to be doing something that is interesting. Cody is never without something interesting to do, and that's mm-hmm. by his own design. And that's mm-hmm. why he's one of the that's why he's so popular. That's why he is where he's at because mm-hmm. he always finds something interesting. So I'm always tuned into whatever Cody's doing. Um, Mox, he needs to be given evidently something to do to be interesting. Yeah, which is fine. That could be said of a lot of people. Yeah, it did do him much of a service, especially given the circumstances that his first feud after when the belt was Hager, because Hager's just not interesting. No, he's not. He's not. He's not. But I still think that that feud was just really wrong time, wrong place. Anyways. Because yeah, I mean that's part of it. Yeah, but, I mean you got you got Mox, who depending who he, he works with can be interesting, and Hager, regardless of who he works with, is seemingly not interesting. Yeah, um, it's just not a good mix, especially given the circumstances. Uh, let's dive into it. Show open up with a, a Darby Allen, Cody video package. Uh, uh, Cody says at one point, "I've lost too much of my early earlier in my career. Every match counts, so my draw against Darby is essentially a loss." Whereas Darby says. Cody, look at him in his suits and everything. He's like what TNT wants in their champion. Uh, a suit, not mm-hmm. me. I'm relentless. And he mentions, when I, I didn't lose to Cody last time we had a match, I lost to Arn because Arn's the one that said to him, hey, get your knees up. Arn was playing coach. Uh, he, he, he fed that info to, to Cody, and that's what cost him the match, not Cody himself. So we get Tony and Jericho introducing the show. Jericho, do you, hey, do you buy that? Do you buy what Darby said? kind of feels like an excuse yeah it does feel like an excuse <laughs> i mean if you don't like that get your own coach derby <laughs> exactly or uh, get a suicide dive on our coach coaches out of the equation don't worry about him anymore <laughs> yeah, exactly you know and uh that match kicked off the show darby versus cody uh the first major story beat uh, uh darby does a, a cover on cody cody tries to do the matrix cover out uh tweaks his knee <laughs> 
<laughs> it's like me trying to do it. Yeah, something like I would do. <laughs> oh, my back. Throughout my back. Me. I know. Tweak my knee, sprain my ankle. Anyways, Darby, <laughs> the newly relentless aggressive Darby Allen goes right after it. Uh, that lasts all about like 30 seconds before Cody gets the upper hand again. They're ringside. Uh, Darby's charging towards Cody. And Cody does a sidestep thing and pushes him along, not knowing that his wife is right behind him. Okay, but hold on a second. Jericho called this right. He was staring at his wife, turned around, and then guided him into her. It's like, what the? And she ate shit. He, Darby went launching into her. Not only that, not only that like in the past, it felt like Cody was something like that happened. He would like, all right, match Time out. Yeah. He would go check on his wife. Yeah. Once someone else was down there, back to the match. It was, it was, but I think that, you know, it was intentional. It was like Co- Cody is so focused on winning that belt that his wife can get laid out. And it's like, okay, you got her good. Bang. Back to the match. Right. Like he's yeah, not even yeah, concerned yeah. about it at all. And like, he didn't bat an eye. He, in fact, as soon as that happened, he turns around and hits Darby with a pump kick. He doesn't check on his wife immediately. Well, I could, oh, yeah, I know. But like, you know. That was that was like a visceral like oh my god you just took out my wife I'm gonna give you a pump kick because but I'm that he didn't he didn't right he now. didn't like help Brandy up or anything like that someone else came out and helped her to the back oh he didn't no sell her he like checked on her but he had a match yeah, he checked her but I know he checked on her but it wasn't like he was like okay I, I'm let's pause the match for a bit to make sure she's okay which he has done in the past this isn't some Justin Law match man this is for the TNT title title I shot I'm saying that's the story beat there they're they're doing this for where not only is mm. Cody seemingly more focused on the match than the well-being of his wife, but also he exploits what happens there because Cody sidesteps. Darby goes back first into Brandy, mm. and that's what Cody starts working on was Darby's back. Right, 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 yeah. So it was Cody working on Darby's back and torso, Darby working on Cody's knee. Back yeah. and forth, back and forth. <laughs> Let's get to the part where, okay, so Darby hits a crossroad. This is like way, this is like towards the finish. Uh, Darby hits a crossroads on uh, Cody. So yeah. Cody responds and gets like a two. Uh, yeah. Cody responds with his own coffin drop. <laughs> and it, honest to God, looks like he screwed, like he effed himself up. Because right after that, I think it was, Darby, uh, well, the finish was Darby goes for his own coffin drop. And just like with that weird figure four finish on the Sean Spears match, uh, yeah. Cody... Like he hits the uh, Darby hits the coffin drop, but Cody rolls into it, and so he gets the pin on Darby for the three. Yeah, he looked like he had the least possible amount of leverage. It did, but it really made me think: Did he just mess up his shoulder or something? Because man, he was selling it, and then afterwards, he sort of had like a smile on his face, like, "Oh, something really, really hurt right there." Oh, I don't know. So I don't know. It's probably not. It seemed like one of those awkward things where. I mean, the, the finish was so specific that it was probably planned. Mm-hmm. But, man, it looked like one of those things where it was like, let me just get out of here. Just eat this pen and I'll get know. out of here. I don't know. Well, because, like, uh, towards the end, Darby locks Cody into the figure four, and then Brandy comes limping out. And she's got a bottle of water. Everybody's making a point. Oh, she's got a bottle of water. What does that mean? Yeah. And it didn't end up meaning anything. No, it didn't. Although Jericho had a good Ben Johnson line. Yeah. That was funny. Yeah, that was funny. But it didn't mean anything. Like I, looks like I heard the the finish. Of this match was, was a little funky before I watched it, um, and so I was like, "Oh, Brady's going to come out, bottle of water. That's going to be involved in the finish somehow." No, yeah, no, just a weird finish. Yeah, Cody. But and he's he sort of has he's had some weird finishes lately. But yeah, that Sean Spears one was really weird. 
Yeah, but uh, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, it, it, you know, either it was, you know, you know, I'm turning into Melter. Yeah, you know, I mean, you know, like Cody. That's just what that's what Cody does. That's yeah. what Cody does. It he sucked. Has, he has weird finishes. Uh, we had another Scorpio Sky oh, vignette man, picking up good. where the last one left off. Yeah, dude, he's totally. He he, he was talking about his title shot that he got with Jericho, mm-hmm. um, and he was talking about why he joined SCU. They really put this. This vignette focused on putting distance between him and SCU. I know. It did. And also, it, it credited, credited him with giving SCU their most popular bit. Yes. The worst yeah. town thing. It's so. like, it. you know, SCU really wasn't shit until I came along and gave him that, the worst town line. Mm-hmm. Um, but he said it much nicer than that. Yeah. He, said um, he, he talked about his match against Jericho for the title, said he felt right at home there. Uh, he's not satisfied to just be good. He wants to be an effing legend. Yeah, that was cool. They beeped it. Uh, yeah. and, uh, I really like that because like the promo was, it was very like sort of kind of standard babyface. but then when he drops the F bomb, it's like, Oh, now I'm paying attention. That's cool. Mm-hmm. I like it. Mm-hmm. That's awesome, man. He's totally going solo. That's great. Yeah, I, it is great. I, I hope he goes far. Next up. We had a Matt chat question with MJF. Tell me yeah. Larson, if this guy's so rich, why does he have an iPhone seven? I don't know. Don't know. And why does he, why if he's prone to injuring himself? Uh, like, oh, I guess barbershops aren't open yet. They are in Georgia. Make a trip to Georgia. Get you, get get yourself a shave, MJF, so you don't have to worry about cutting yourself with your razor. Um, I, I mean, I understand they want to keep him off TV. This is trying to be funny, but this whole uh, I'm I'm out with uh, harmless injuries, just not really into it. Okay, wait a second though. No, n- neither am I. But is the I mean, is the pandemic the reason why he's not? Is it just because he's one of the roster members that they left home? So they can yeah, they can't tape. travel. I think yeah. Okay, yeah. okay. I didn't know if he actually had like an injury. Well, like I heard he had an injury, but then I also heard he's going to be back soon. He's going to be back next week. Okay. So, but I'm guessing he's just not uh, going to travel or can't travel or something. Okay, that makes sense. Next week is a live one, isn't it? Yeah, and they already said he's going to be there. Okay, cool. Uh, so yeah, yeah, he was talking about like uh, he was he healed his nail injury. He got a nick from uh, a shaving. Uh, and then yeah, so we wore a neck brace, and then uh, yeah, it's just too much. I just yeah, not into it. Uh, like after the whole that, bit about like, have... did my did I heal my nail? I overhealed it. Now the strongest nail in the world. It's just ridiculous stuff. Yeah, it's not the it's not as strongest stuff. That's that's mm-hmm. clear. Mm-hmm. Uh, after that, we had uh, Wardlow uh, beating Jobber. What's his name? Musa. Musa. Yeah, uh, Musa starts the match immediately running towards Wardlow, uh, and Wardlow like gives him one of those choke slam uh, spine buster deals. Mm-hmm. Um, that uh, that knee that Wardlow does, where he puts his opponent up the second rope, like choke slams him up and then rams him to his knee. That's a pretty cool move. Yeah, it's pretty neat. I it like look, that. Yeah, it looks legit. Uh, yeah, and then he got the airplane spin slam. Does that have a does that have a name? Not that I'm aware of. He's very, they're very much into, he's like, uh, sort of, um, what was the nuclear man? Not the one from Superman four, uh, Adam nuclear man. I'm aware of wait, what Adam bomb. Oh yeah. Yeah. From WWF. Yeah. Brian Clark. Wasn't there a nuclear guy in, uh, WCW? There was high voltage. They're a tag team. Well, that's more electrocution in it. Yeah. But you get, I mean, if it's nuclear generated power, that still applies. Did they have any uh, uh, A-bomb <laughs> explosions? No. 
I'm no, have you ever it. seen that? Have you seen the Atomic Bomb movie that William Shatner narrates? It's fascinating. Uh, I've at least seen really good. I've seen clips of it, but then I can't stand seeing like the when they put those like animals in the blast radius. They like tie up some goats in like the black and like. Oh yeah, that sucks. I I can't. And I think that's in there, and I can't watch that. Uh, Even though it's called- from like 1956, those goats would have been long dead anyways. Yeah. Not into uh, apparently it. it's called the F10. It's the F10. They call it F10. Oh, that's right. That is right. That's right. He calls it the F10. That name needs to change because yeah, it just sounds like you're a Denio's Brock Lesnar. Yeah, I know. Uh, after that, we got another episode of the Bubbly Bunch. It kicks this off. Was, with this J- was better. This, this was, was fun. Better. Last week I was not into, but this was funny. Uh, kicks off with Jericho. He's on the stationary bike. He's on the phone with Sammy Guevara. I guess there is some uh, disagreement over who won the Flim Flam Challenge a week prior. Yeah. Uh, you cut to Sammy. Sammy's of the opinion that he had the best Flim Flam last week. However, Ortiz thinks Chris won. Santana, on the other hand, Discord amongst not just the Inner Circle but XLAX, thinks Sammy won. Yeah. Uh, Hager's in there with the, the the vertical video. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Anyways, uh, Chris says no one in AEW can beat them, so they should just fight each other. It's time for a Manitoba melee. <laughs> so there's yeah. a, a, a fight montage, and it's all the inner circle members, and then Peter Avalon's in it. And then Jungle Boy, Sunny Kiss, Luther, and then Ted Irvine's Jericho's dad. I loved, dude, I loved that. Uh, well, number one, I've seen this on, 
I don't have tick. My wife has the TikTok. I don't have mm-hmm. the TikTok. Nor do I. Um, I, I I find I liked Vine, and I I, I liked six seconds. P- impress me in six seconds. Don't take thirty. Uh, but uh, but I've seen this. I've seen some pretty clever TikToks. I have, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but nothing like like nothing as good as Vine. Um, I uh, the thing that I like most about this when they showed Luther, yeah, <laughs> like in the background, there's some like Florida oh, condos. Complex. Yeah, yeah exactly. Complex. Yeah, with the with the, the 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 covered parking and everything. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and so this Ted Irvine, that's Jericho's dad, and then Lou Ferrigno's there, and he's got a taser for some reason. Why did he have a taser? I don't know, but it was great. I don't recall the Incredible Hulk ever using a taser. And then there's some there's some people I didn't recognize, but Jason Mewes and Kevin Smith were in there. Uh, Gabriel Iglesias was in there. Virgil was in there. Uh, Duff McKagan was one of them. Oh, Duff. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I know he and Jericho are buddies. Yeah. Uh, this made me happy. Vicky Guerrero. I popped yes. for Vicky. That was I great. Know. Uh, you know what I forgot? We totally have an intro with right. her. We That's have right. an intro with her. I have to find it because I have no idea what I did with it. But some awesome friendo sent that to us. I think yeah, they I said that. they paid money. Um, oh, okay. So I got to get that up on, a new, on, on yeah. our news briefs. Yeah. That was great. And then it finishes on Jericho. Uh, it was fun. It was just fun seeing all the cameos. <laughs> Did you look at uh, Virgil's, uh, like what was on Virgil's end table? Mm-mm. It was like, too, I don't know if it was like, um, what is it? What what? It was like Icy Hot or a Vicks VapoRub or just Vaseline. Oh, yeah. There was like two little tubs of it and a bunch of like weird tissues or something. <laughs> Probably smells in his apartment. <laughs> Like uh, like uh, breadsticks from uh, Olive Garden. Olive Garden, yeah. Uh, next, a really fun no, no DQ tag match. Between, Jesus uh, Christ, this one hurt. This was fun. Uh, you got Jimmy Havoc and Kip Sabian on one side, best friends on the other. This was tons of fun. That chair, sorts. that bit where Jimmy Havoc got slammed on a, on like the chair, but the chair was like the wrong way. Oh man, that bit where Trent got the the Death Valley Driver on the two chairs that are unfolded but sideways yeah i know and then double stomped on top of it too wow. i know there was a wow. lot in this match that just looked like it sucked like it really yeah, hurt it but was it was fun, a though. really fun match it was a really well booked overbooked match yeah it was a lot of fun a lot of yeah. crazy spots ladder got involved a bunch of chairs um uh, uh where am i here some uh, uh attempt at uh, interference from penelope ford that went bad um orange cassidy took them out kip and penelope ford ringside led to the finish um so let's see yeah it, after, after that bit where uh cassie takes out ford kip sabian so like what happened is is orange cassie runs back out because he gets taken out early throws a chair at kip um kip grabs him ford tries to kick him uh orange moves so kip eats that kick and then Penelope tries for the Rana, misses. Um, she charges towards Cassidy. He sidesteps, almost like mirroring what happened with uh, uh, Cody, Cody and Brandy yeah. and, and Darby. And so she ends up spearing him. And then so Orange goes to the top, jumps off, takes them out. Uh, and then Chuck hits an awful waffle on a pile of chairs Jesus, on Jimmy Havoc. yeah. That looked nasty, too. And they did. The replay didn't look bad at all. The re- Well, come on. It it did, but Jimmy Havoc is so casual about it. Like, his face, he just looks like he's processing, okay, this is what I have to do next to make sure I don't, you know, paralyze myself. 
But still, just the general idea of, of taking that move on chairs just sucks. There's a really clever bit where uh, Kip and Jimmy are doing some double team stuff on Trent. And so Jimmy sets up with his fingers extended like this. Kip kicks Trent in the back, sending him forward right into Jimmy's eyes. So Or Jimmy's fingers. So he gets poked in the eyes by Jimmy Havoc while Kip's kicking him out. That was pretty funny. Yeah, that was pretty funny. There are some clever, clever bits in here. It was a really fun match. This was uh, killer, this next yeah, bit. Yeah, this is really good. So Britt Baker was inviting us into her dentist's office once again uh, to for more lessons on what it's like to be a role model or what it is mm-hmm. to be a role model. But this time we mm-hmm. were introduced to her assistant, uh, who she kept on referring to as Reba, but her actual name is Rebel. Yeah, Rebel. Right, yeah, it's Rebel. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so which is, this is a great way to introduce an opponent <laughs> or a wrestler as an assistant. Well, it wasn't her assistant. It was her makeup artist. Or that's right. It was her makeup artist. That's right. But she treated her like a like a PA, like a production assistant. Essentially. So uh, one bit. of the first shots we saw was a multi-picture frame that had in the main glass, in the main frame, uh, Britt and Tony. And then in a smaller one, you see her and Adam Cole. <laughs> and then the two other ones, it's her and Tony. <laughs> That's so funny. That's so oh, good. Oh, God. Their relationship is the best thing about AEW. I know. So Britt introduces uh, Reba, and they do an interview with Rebel, and she goes, it's not Reba, it's Rebel. Mm-hmm. And then Britt like, pulls her away and is like, all right, uh, first thing, you got to call me Dr. Britt Baker, and then you got to do it like we talked about. <laughs> and so they cut back to Rebel, and this is Rebel putting Britt over. Yeah. Um, and, and, and whatnot. And then we go back to Britt. She's in one of the exam rooms says uh more tips for being a role model rule number two not everyone can be a role model <laughs> and it's it, it's uh, in the list of of people who are not okay to be a role model are those who wear glasses uh-huh fat people and every time it shows a you know a shot of tony who's wearing glasses who's got a belly and it, like he's it, like it shows her photoshopping his belly down to be in trim yeah. Yeah, uh, she didn't mention wannabes, but it was on the list. Mm-hmm. And then finally, Snaggletooths. <laughs> and then they do a close-up on the picture of Tony's smile, and there's a Snaggletooth there. Yeah. Um, and she says, some people are born to just tell you what not to do. Mm-hmm. And it cuts back to Tony. He's like, I don't have a Snaggletooth. What was yeah. up with that? Jericho I've been losing starts, weight. Jericho starts yelling at him. Yeah. That was good. That was really good stuff. That was good. Uh, next, we had Sean Spears versus Baron Black. Uh, short match for Sean Spears. Uh, he gets one with a C4, follows up with a sharpshooter. He went like into a trance state when he put that sharpshooter on. Man, I'm telling you, they need to start pushing this guy. He's like, great. I really, really enjoy his work. I think it's terrific. It's really good. I wonder if that's his thing now. Is he going to start doling out submissions now that you lost kind of an embarrassing fashion to Cody via some, not even submission. He got pinned at a submission move. Um, yeah, no, no, I know, I know, I know. That'd be good. They do that kind of mm-hmm. stuff, man. They actually mm-hmm. tell like stories and stuff. I know. Uh, next, Taz analyzes Archer's finisher blackout. I love this stuff. Um, yeah, it's this good. It's so ridiculous. It is, but I love it because it's like, I yeah, you it. just you know what's great about this though, especially on this one, is you know, I it, it really makes you pay attention to what the opponent has to do in order to make sure they don't come crashing down on their head. And mm-hmm. I was watching the last one. It was Colt Cabana, who's a beefy guy. Um, and to see him, like, again, you could see the look on his face processing, okay, tuck your damn chin. 
<laughs> and so like Tuck you see him and rotate your legs over and yeah. rotate exactly like he tucks and he rotates and you can see the whole process go down now these are cool they're great after that marco stunt video package uh, he's got a bit of an interview in here uh he's saying there's a lot of people who don't believe he belongs and they cut to a shot of brody kind of intimidating him uh but he says i'm part of a great trio uh i'm stepping up to the plate even though my my cohorts can't be here and uh, i'm gonna go out there and give it my all and i could take a lot more than what uh, Lance Archer gave me. I really liked that. I really liked his his interview here. I thought it was good. He's got gumption, man. He does. Uh, he got annihilated. He did. I mean, he was able to... I mean, he threw some offense. He, he threw some offense at Brody Lee. It didn't do anything. No. And he lasted longer against Brody Lee than he did against Lance Archer. Yeah. He was he conscious. He was... Yeah. He, <laughs> he yeah. yeah. felt longer. Yeah. Um... But, yeah, he takes a shot at Brody pretty early, just eats a boot, and then a couple massive chops. Mm-hmm. And then so Brody tosses him across the ring. Uh, Marco tries for a suicide dive. Brody catches him, super kicks him. Jericho had a funny line talking about uh, Brody Lee, saying he's not a goofy Southerner. Yeah, I know. Wink, I know. wink. Um, he's like a highly intelligent man. Marco beats a 10 count. Uh, this part was actually really cool. So Brody tr- goes for a German suplex. But he doesn't like even fall on his back. He just throws Marco over his head. Mm-hmm. Marco flips out, lands on his feet, ends up on the second rope, jumps. And it was like the transition from catch to Uranagi from Brody was amazing. Yeah, Seamless. it was rad. It was rad. And then he just about folded up uh, uh, Marco with a, a huge powerbomb to get the win. Mm-hmm. It was like an accordion. Yeah. yeah. that had He has so much snap on that powerbomb of his. I know. It's a great That's powerbomb. Cool. Then, the, then the Mox promo. Yeah. And he was like... It was just eight weeks ago, celebrating uh, winning the title uh, in the crowd, dripping blood everywhere. That seems like a lifetime ago. That is and true. <laughs> that really does feel like forever like ago. ago. No, I know. Um, he's like, well, you know what? Tough times, they don't last forever. I'm really thankful. I have a wife that puts up with me at home. Uh, he's thankful all sorts of stuff. Um, uh, but uh, most importantly, I'm thankful that AEW is live next week. I'm going to hop in my truck with some booze, a couple Metallica CDs, and drive uh, cross country. I'm assuming it's going to be a daily's place to be at Dynamite next week. And uh, apparently, he's got something to say there. Realistically, I assume we're going to find out who his, who his opponent is for double or nothing. What? Realistically, are his Metallica CDs pre or post Black Album? Pre? I don't know, man. Kind of feel like his CDs are probably well post. You think it's like loaded and like the wasn't it that cover it's album? Probably reloaded. <laughs> reloaded, yeah. Saint Anger. Yeah, exactly. He's like Saint Anger. Fan. He's got the some kind of monster soundtrack. <laughs> He's he wanted to come out to Hero of the Day, probably. Maybe he does. Maybe he. Just, I actually he like puts, that song. To be honest with you, he uh, he 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 made an audio file of the some kind of monster documentary. He's just going to listen to that. It's like an audio book. <laughs> Is that the one where they all go into therapy? Oh man, that's tough to watch. <laughs> okay, why? Is it just cringy? Yeah, because they obviously <laughs> none of them like each other. <laughs> And it's like literally a business for them. Like Lars has all these super expensive paintings he's trying to sell during the course of the movie, and it's like obviously these, these, this is this is a business arrangement now. Yeah, none of them like each other, <laughs> or none of them liked each other. They might have been friends at one point. Oh man, they all despise each other now. It seemed like I just remember the story of uh, the the bass player that was with them 
like during the Black Album, I think. Yeah, Jason Newstead. Yeah. Jason Newstead. Didn't he claim that they like lowered his his bass on like all the albums that he like they were just dicks to him because didn't he like replace a guy that died or something? Yeah, Cliff Burton. Yeah, yeah. He, he died in a bus uh, crash. Yeah. So like they just like treat this guy like a dick, and then he's like, mm-hmm. "Well, screw you guys." Made a bunch of money off him and then left. Yeah. Screw those guys. I'll never forget seeing them like, what are they in front of Congress or something talking about the dangers of Napster? It's like, hey man, we just want some music. That's all we want. And like literally Lars Ulrich has like million dollar paintings at his house, probably. Yeah. I mean, if you're an art 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 aficionado can afford that, great. Obviously you're not hurting for money. <laughs> Let some college kids have some music, man. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, you don't make your money on album sales. You make it on touring anyway. I know. Exactly. Anyways, next, uh, we find out what's going to happen next week. MJF is back. Frankie Kazarian versus John Moxley. Yeah, this match should be a lot of fun. You got Kenny and Matt Hardy as a team against Jericho and Sammy Guevara. That could be a lot of fun. Yeah, dude. Absolutely. Looking forward to that. And then finally, the main event, uh, Lance Archer uh, beat the living heck out of Dustin Rhodes. They gave it a lot of time. Uh, Dustin did get some offense, uh, but he got busted open uh, thanks to a chair that Lance Archer kicked in his face. Hey, man, wait wait a second, though. You're missing out the best part of this whole thing. Lance Archer's uh, entrance. Oh, I missed it. Justin Law in a polo came flying out of the entrance, and Lance Archer comes behind him, beats him up, and then continues along the entrance. Amazing. Amazing. <laughs> and they didn't say it was Justin Law, but I know what that kid looks like. I don't need to see his hamburger chest. No. It probably is even more hamburgery now. What did Jericho call it? With him. A baby chest? Yeah, ripping the flesh <laughs> off his baby chest with those chops. Yeah, that was good. That was good stuff. So let's just fast forward to the finish because it was, it was slow, methodical, and old school physical match yeah so towards the end lance Ar- lance archer goes over to a, a turnbuckle just rips off the cover of his bare hands he's a bother untying it he takes dustin's face and just like slams it into it several times this brings out qt marshall or qt marshall whatever pronunciation is correct he's got the white towel with him looks like he's about to throw it in cody runs out grabs it from him and he's talking to dustin like do you want me to throw it in are you are you good dustin has his hand on the towel and then lance archer pulls dustin back to the center of the ring puts the iron claw on him and starts ramming Dustin's uh, head into the mat a couple times. Mm-hmm. And then, as I mentioned earlier, puts the shin across his chest uh, while still having the iron claw on to get the win. Yeah. Um, and then Nightmare Family runs in. You got Brandy. You got Cody. You got QT. They're checking on Dustin. And, and Lance Archer, he doesn't leave the ring. He's just there just kind of like staring at them. Mm-hmm. The half smile on his face. Yeah. And then at one point, Dustin like stumbles up and like takes a, a, a couple awkward swings at at, at Archer doesn't bat an eye. This is how you book a monster heel right here, man. Yeah, it's really good stuff. It's 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 really really good stuff. I like it. You know what? I mean, yeah, they, they yeah they realize that this guy is money. You know, you get Jake with him, who's now at the. Uh, I think he's quarantining at the DDP house. Correct. Yeah. Um. So that's rad. Let's uh, answer some questions now. Sure. I'm on the Patreon right now. Oh, I will go to the Twitch then. Uh, Mike Demopoulos, Chris Jericho, sorry, true or false, Chris Jericho needs to retire not because he can't perform, because if he's a full-time commentator, we get him every segment instead of one. False. He needs to be like uh, Escalade from uh, and one and commentate, or Booker T during that one time, 
in TNA and commentate during his match and then go to commentary and continue his job there. Correct. Diehard Homer, who should take the title off Mox and who will take it off him? I mean, the story is in place to have Kenny be the guy to take the title off him. That makes the most sense, given that Kenny had that that loss in the in the death match against Mox. Uh, that makes the most sense as far as I'm concerned. You know what I would like to have happen? Uh, Mox turns heel, like he's a dick, you know, like a heel heel, and then Hangman takes it off him. Mm-hmm. I think that'd be good. Mm-hmm. Um, dog authority figure, which wrestling legends retired from active competition could AEW bring in that would be most shocking? It seems near impossible, but The Rock Sting or Austin showing up in AEW would be major news and attract some lapsed fans. Uh, Austin, probably not going to happen. The Rock, probably not going to happen. They're too WWE. And they're too synonymous with WWE. Sting, on the other hand, I know he's got a Legends deal. If that were to expire, is expired. And if he shoot, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he showed up. I'd be shocked if 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 Austin is a is a is a W he's a company guy and I'm pretty sure he's under some deal now with the Broken Skull sessions that would preclude him from coming over. Yeah. Um I mean, actually the, the the answer is CM Punk. You got to deal with Fox, not the WWE. If you show up at AEW, that'd be massive because People are like, well, this guy works for WWE. Yeah, but he's also, he's also, yeah, no, that that would be huge. That'd be huge. Um, I'm trying to think, I'm trying to think like. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie. And we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews. But now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. Like, The Rock can, the Rock can do whatever he wants. He can oh, do obviously. whatever he wants. Um, he has family in WWE, um, but then he kind of has family everywhere, doesn't he? Um No, I'm trying to. I'm trying. I mean, obviously, if The Rock showed up, it would boost their ratings. Oh, obviously, um, yeah. I mean, that's he's probably the biggest ratings boost guy. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. After him, who boosts their ratings more? Because here's the thing: Austin is a bigger name, but Punk is like he he would actually still wrestle. Let's say that he's like coming back as a wrestler. Who do you think boosts ratings more? Well, you'd assume Austin would just kind of be a here and there thing, whereas Punk, if he were to come back to wrestle, he'd probably be on more often. Yeah. So Austin might have the larger one-time bump. Punk would be more consistent. Sustained, yeah. 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 Uh, Scotty Sparks, which wrestler would you draft for retainer-style AEW Fantasy League for the next 10 years, Darby Allin or Sammy Guevara? Darby. Oh, that's not even close. It's Darby. And even they know Darby. I mean, look at how they treat them. You yeah. know, I mean, they treat Sammy good, but they don't treat him Darby good. No, it's totally Darby. Uh, Steve Klein, what's your favorite use of a chair in a hardcore match? You remember that match, the uh, the uh, Alistair Black Adam Cole match, where they had the, he had they had the two chairs set up upright but back to back. 
Mm-hmm. And then effectively Adam Cole got the Death Valley oh, driver yeah. onto the top of that. Yeah. That was pretty crazy. I just remember this. I remember Lacey really loved the, uh, was it Guevara versus Janela? The chairs mm-hmm. match at a, mm-hmm. or the match that had a bunch of chairs in it at the PWG we went to. Yeah. Surely I always have a fondness for that match because she was like really into it. Yeah, she was, was like, it match. made me forget about all the BO smell that I, that I smell right now. It was very hot. It was really hot. Brian Luckman, do you still see AEW turning Hangman heel with this Kenny story or not anymore? I never thought that they were going to go heel with him. I thought that he might turn on them in terms of, hey, you know, the kind of stuff he's doing with Matt. Um, but I think they're going to do it in a tweener way, like a, just totally. a cool a guy who does cool, destructive he's, shit. He's going to turn on them, but it's going to be completely relatable and understandable. Yeah, people are going to pop for it. Yeah. Johan van von Wolfhausen, Jericho's knowledge of Spanish wrestling terms is amazing, but lack of proper pronunciation and knowing the meaning is hilarious. Mm-hmm. Ricky Scurvy, where do you think AEW will be in five years? Do they come out of quarantine stronger and thriving? Will they ever have their own developmental? I think once quarantine's over, they'll just resume normal operations. They'll be fine. Mm-hmm. Um, in five years, in five years, hopefully they will be legitimate, viable actual competition to WWE. They'll be trading blows with main roster type ratings. Ideally, um, that'd be great. Ideally, that's the situation. And James ideally, Fletcher, they make WWE sorry. better. Yeah. James Fletcher, is Lance Archer's nickname the coolest in wrestling? If not, whose is? It's pretty good. Yeah, it's a good one. It's good. It's got murder in it, so that's cool. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, murdering people isn't cool, but the, the word is cool. Uh, Trey Willier, uh, how long until Scorpio Sky becomes the singles champ at AEW? Potentially, potentially, Murderhawk's going to have this for a while. Yeah. Scorpio Sky could be the guy to take it off him. Could be, could be, could be. Uh, local Doug Kokal, or Kokel, if it rhymes with local, if Dennis Rodman came to AEW, who would he help and who would they, who would they feud with? Okay, so he's obviously NWO. What NWO yeah. ties are there in AEW? DDP uh, was only Wolfpack at a house show. Yeah. They don't have Conan. They don't have Buff. They don't have Scott Norton. They don't have uh, Hall and Nash. There really isn't any, apart from uh, Bullet Club and the Elite Two Sweeting. That's the closest NWO association there is. So wait, so who would he help then? Darby. Okay. I don't know. They just seem, you know, they're loners. <laughs> they are whatever. All right. No, you give me an answer then. I don't have anything. I'm, I'm, I'm drawing a blank too. We also love to party. Private yeah. party. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, Thera Thabata, who's better at stealing these empty arena shows, Britt Baker or Asuka? So, wow. Some of the stuff Britt Baker has done, the last two times we've seen her, hasn't actually been in the empty arena. Like the promo. I know she was there today doing the shoot. I'll even mention that. She hit Cody with a shoe in the opening match. Um, so she's there, but her bits the last couple weeks have been at, in, at, at, her, at her office. Yeah. Asuka knows how to use the empty space. Beans from the East, uh, does AEW need to stop telegraphing their tournaments? Well, there's only no. one. Have they had a tournament prior to this? They had a, yeah, a tag title. Tag, tag title, title tournament. 
Mm-hmm. That I don't. I didn't feel that was telegraphed. No, I didn't. I didn't figure S- SCU was going to win that. Um. Um. I don't. Yeah. No. I don't know. No, I think so. Uh, Doug Kokel again. The year is 2030. Jericho gets his own late night talk show on TNT. Who are his first three guests? It'd be great. So that's 10 years from now. 10 years from now. Yeesh. I don't know. It's cool. 10 years from now. Who the hell is... Who are the, the latest person to be dis- be unhappy in WB and, and has left? Yeah. There you go. Shoot interview on TNT. <laughs> we know drama. We know shoot drama. Uh, let's see here. Dang MQ. Recast Seinfeld using AEW wrestlers. You people should know by now I hate recasting questions. You but really dislike them. There was, this is, I think, 380 bits to highlight a message, I guess. So. Um, think. Who's Jerry Seinfeld? I feel like Kenny is a good Jerry Seinfeld. Yeah. He plays yeah. a very good down-the-middle guy, you know? Yeah. George. Who's George? Who's incredibly neurotic? Jericho, right? But Jericho's yeah, also a leader. I'm not, I don't know if I see George in that role. No. Uh, Trent. Okay. That works. That works. Kramer. Orange Cassidy. Yeah. Elaine. I mean, it's Brit. Yeah. It's Brit, because Elaine was a dick. What about That's actually uh, the most solid casting right there. What about Newman? Uh, who's the Jay Peterman? <laughs> <laughs> Cody. He's a well-dressed man. <laughs> there you go. Uh, I feel like Newman is actually Darby Allen. <laughs> he's got that he's got that surly like you know you work with evolve <laughs> hello newman <laughs> newman <laughs> Darby. uh glamorous jarl should new japan hold the best of the super juniors in empty arenas or cancel it entirely it's the next event for them and it might be the only chance for them to start up again for quite some time i don't know what the latest is in japan in terms of um, I mean, I know New Japan's being very careful with stuff, but yes, once they start reopening stuff in Japan, they're going to be back open too. So, yeah, if 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 Japan ends up being sort of kind of open for business, but maybe not all the way with like crowds and stuff, then mm-hmm. yeah, go empty arena, sure. Uh, the enforcer Stevie Bradley tomorrow tomorrow's case is feature ordinary people thrust into a vortex of mystery, heartbreak, and intrigue. Each one is searching for that vital clue to end a story that so far has no ending. Perhaps you can help. Join me. You'll be able to solve a mystery. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I mean, I've seen that show in a long time, but I know Robert Stack's cadence. Oh, it's it's solve so much it's so mystery. much fun. I re- I honestly really wish that we were able to coordinate that together mm-hmm. because you you'd have a good time. Uh, let's see here. Okay, so that's it for the Twitch. Oh, there's a couple more here. Die Hard Homer Power Rank, some of the worst ring gear ever. Uh, Power Rank, some of the worst ring gear ever. 
Uh, Bastion Booger. His was bad. I don't oh, even Jeff remember what, he, what is he? What did he? Max Moon. Jeff Jarrett when he had the thing with the with oh, the collar. Oh, that was the, bad. Yeah, that Bastion was, Boogers. That was really bad. Gear is kind of like that too. Hold on a second. Uh, let's see here. Oh wow. Oh god. Yeah, that is really okay. Yeah. Oh my god. Why have I not seen this before? Uh, Glamis Jar says, do you see Lance Archer doing an option C, giving up his TNT title for a shot at the world title? I mean, that hasn't been uh, uh, declared as a, as a, an option, whether it be A, B, C, or D. But, uh, I mean, it's a possibility. Yeah, sure, why not? Uh, Red Enigma says, definitely Asuka, I assume, for uh, MVP of empty arena shows. Ricky Scurvy says this actually 380 channel points. We get those for free. What the hell does that mean? Do we get money for that? <laughs> uh, beans from the East. They did telegraph it by SCU and Lucha Brothers being the only beef going to the tournament. Yeah, I know. I figured that'd be the final, but you know, it wasn't a given that SCU was going to win. Being the only what that went to the tournament? Beef storyline. Oh. Oh yeah. Well. Oh, that's a good point. Uh. Faust, uh, Faustin 316. Uh, Peter Avalon would be Newman. Lol. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Oh, man. White Brownie says, Power Rank Top 10 Entrance Themes from Best to Worst. I don't There's even know. There's more than 10 entrance themes, though. 10 of them. <laughs> okay. Uh, number one is NWO. Oh, wait a second. I thought he meant AEW. Oh, sure. Let's do that. Uh, Hangman's number one. Yeah, okay. Uh, Best Friends, number two. Judas has got to be three. That's a Fozzie song. That's not a wrestling theme. It sure is. There was a music video that existed well before that was ever his theme. So it's him? That's a separate category. That's a separate thing. I'm sure. Top three. Top three wrestling themes. Songs written stri- uh, specifically to be used as themes for Dar- wrestling. What's, what's the deal with Darby's theme? I like that song. It's good. Um, what I say was number one? Hangman. Best Friends. Uh, Cody's. I assume that song was written for him, if not disqualified. No, that song um, had to have been written for him. Yeah. And then Darby. I like Darby's too. You're putting Cody's above Darby's? Cody's is actually a really bad song. It, it just is works but it works really so well, well for him. him. Exactly. As a wrestling theme, it's pretty good as a song. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, this is the reason why I'd put Darby's under Cody's, I guess, is because it's bad for run-ins. Mm-hmm. They got it. Mm-hmm. They got to cut it. They got to start if it's a run-in, they have to start it when the beat happens. Yes. Uh Those are the only four that really stick with me. Uh, yeah, I don't know, man. If you played like, uh, oh, you know whose is bad? It doesn't fit him at all. Is Lance Archer's? Yeah, Lance Archer's good. does not fit him at all. Yeah, everybody's mentioning other themes that I just don't really like. Butcher and the Blade. I probably wouldn't know that if I heard it. Yep, same. Yeah. MJF's like theme, isn't MJF's literally 
like some gen- I think they added like dialogue to it, but it's like yeah. for a spell there anyways, it was just like uh some YouTube like <laughs> it was like one of the songs you can you know, if you're if you're playing copyrighted music, you can and it says no, it's got a copyright claim. You can you can use YouTube music. It's mm-hmm. one of those tracks. Mm-hmm. Uh, O-Dog says, always wonder what you guys thought of The Rock's concert in Sacramento. Since you're from there, I always love when The Rock ripped into Toronto, my hometown, especially when he turned heel. I loved it. I thought it was awesome. Yeah, man. It's great. Like, putting some thought into, into like, ripping on your city. That's yeah. great. It was like when, dude, Elias struck gold that one time when he went oh, to Seattle. Oh, Seattle, man. That was gold. great. Just pure gold. And he knew he had him with that smirk on his face after he like, said it. To know that that town is still salty. That's still an open wound for the whole city of Seattle. Especially after the Sacramento stuff, yeah. I will say that uh, Britt Baker's theme is not bad. Did I hear, is, is it? Yeah. It's pretty good, actually. Did, is that the theme that used to be Adam Cole's? Did she come out to a theme that used to be Adam Cole's at one point? <laughs> not the New Japan one. Oh. That's still my favorite Adam Cole match. Is that one in New Japan? Where he's tagging with Kenny. When he was tagging with Kenny, he just kept on incessantly doing the Bay Bay thing. so good. Oh, man. Just to be annoying. Anyways, that's it. Yeah, that's it. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. We appreciate it. Thanks for your support. And, uh, yeah, we'll be back tomorrow with NXT at noon, mm-hmm. news brief, and pin, loser draw for bonus content. You can win. What do they win? Oh, just a drawing. I'll do a drawing for you. A really yeah, simple custom drawing. Artwork. That's pretty cool. Some, yeah, some custom artwork, right? Doesn't matter if it's yeah, crap. Yeah, man. People pay money for that. Yeah, for sure. They get it for free if they just uh, guess what you're trying to draw. Yeah. I think it's some really good uh, 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 categories. Absolutely. Something hard, difficult, challenging. Yeah. Anyways, thanks everybody for tuning in. We appreciate it. Till next time, we'll talk to you later. Goodbye. Where's the thing? Here it is. Press the button. As the vibe did it. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. 
The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today.